I don't have um, younger cousins or younger siblings that I would say I took care of. Um, so for me, motherhood was a shock. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Mom Talks with Krista. Today we're taking a trip all the way to Nairobi, Kenya to meet with Yvonne from the Mommy Knows Best team. Yvonne is a supply chain virtual assistant for us and I thought it'd be so exciting to have her share life in Kenya. Yvonne's also going to talk about the importance of community and how 10 years ago when she had her daughter, how the community around her really helped make made her transition into motherhood much easier. Let's dive right in. I'm so excited because we have Yvonne from the Mommy Knows Best team on today. Hi. Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> so let's just dive right in and tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you do for Mommy Knows Best. My name is Yvonne. I live in Kenya and I work with Mommy Knows Best as a virtual assistant, but I'm attached to the supply chain department. So basically, all I do is make sure your packages get to you, they get to you right, and they are in perfect condition, and they get to you on time. But besides that, I make sure that our products uh, meet our quality assurance requirements. So as most of our you know, listeners are US-based, I'm trying to you know, get you know, more people from all over because I want, you know, to share culture and how people are growing up and different things like that. So I'm just kind of interested in hearing more about like what you are kind of, you know, how you're living your life right now for your daughter, for instance, I know you're doing some, you know, e-learning right now. So what, what are the kind of things that kids are into right now, um, where you're from and what are the kind of things they're doing? The way we grow up, it's more of communal living, um, so mm-hmm. or communal parenting. So in our apartment block, all the kids know each other, all the kids know, okay, so this time we're playing hide and seek, this guys are playing hide and seek, this guys want to do jump rope, this guys mm-hmm. want to do um, biking. So it, it it's more or less, everyone plays with everyone, everyone is, it depends on what everyone is playing. So they won't necessarily leave our compound and mm-hmm. they're stuck to um, it's more like an acre of land. So they're stuck to this acre of land and they play there. And I know, even though I'm on fifth floor, I know my daughter is safe um, downstairs. But indoor games, um, I would say Jenga, I'd say Scrabble, I'd say um, cards. Yeah, they do a lot of that. And Twister. Yeah, and a lot of mm. Twister. That's awesome. I love hearing about like the community you have and like how all your neighbors, it sounds like you're all really close and the kids have each other, which I bet like, especially you were saying being a single parent, that's got to be so helpful to know that your mm-hmm. daughter's safe. She's has friends like that live in her neighborhood because I think one of the things like we talk about on the show too is like motherhood can be extremely, extremely lonely, whether, you know, you're a single parent or, you know, your husband's overseas or your husband or spouse works all the time, you know, it can be a lonely thing. So did you find that really helped you like in your transition into a motherhood? I feel like because I'm the only girl in my family and 
I don't have um, younger cousins or younger siblings that I would say I took care of. Um, so for me, motherhood was a shock. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but for me, um, the the no sleeping, the breast, um, nipple pain, the after bath, the everything. I thought I was ready. I read books. I, I read everything. I, I talked to my aunties, to my mom, but it, I wasn't. And I feel like it's such a huge difference from not being a mom to being a mom. And now I don't know anything else. I don't know how to express not being a mom. Um, but for me, how community worked was that um, just because I asked them questions before, it didn't mean that they weren't there to support me afterwards. So I had cousins coming in and um, I stayed with family for the first six months, um, in and out, everyone. There was no time that I was alone um, taking care of my daughter. Um, and I had to go back to work after three months. So I had someone um, I trusted. I felt like was responsible enough to take care of my baby. And um, I wasn't able to um, breastfeed um, exclusively. Um, for my daughter, we had a lot of um, help with formula. And that um, we tried everything. My family tried everything. I even tried a lactation specialist, but it, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't there for me. And just knowing that my daughter was getting well fed and well taken care of, even when I was at work, was very helpful. So I'd say um, when it came to motherhood, personally, I wasn't ready, but with my family and friends, with them stepping in to help me out and just being there, that was that was awesome for me. I, I wouldn't say I had postpartum depression, but I'd say it was it was tough. It was a tough transition for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear about that a lot um in some of the interviews we do because it's like, yeah, you're you're you know, you're changing everything that you're kind of used to. Um and uh, actually, one of the doctors I talked to, she did say one of the best things um, to help with the transition is finding a community and people to support mm. you. So yeah, that's really awesome that you had that and, you know, that it helped you with it. Because, um, yeah, like you said, I, you know, I think there's nothing that really prepares you for motherhood except being mm-hmm. doing it, you know. So that's <laughs> doing it. Yeah, true. Just <laughs> jumping in. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. And from what you say, it sounds like your daughter had an awesome, you know, childhood and is you know, very bright and smart. So that's awesome and that shows a lot about you. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. So you kind of talked about struggles with um, breastfeeding and stuff, but I know you also talked about different remedies that I know you said your grandmother used um, mm-hmm. when it came to birth. So I'd love mm-hmm. to hear about different remedies that were special to your family and also special to your culture in Kenya. So there's just two remedies that traditionally we use. Um, one of them is porridge and the next is um, bone soup. So there's a lot of bone soup going on and a lot of traditionally all we use um or basically what most families use is porridge um 
um, bone soup and also turtle beans. So those are known, known quote unquote, to um, get milk production going. And it's with porridge and bone soup, it's more or less they are hot and your child gets um, nourishment porridge has a lot of water and milk so calcium and also bone soup also calcium so the the thought process is that the hotness of that liquid will elicit um milk production and yeah um and also um now nowadays most doctors um when they're checking you out will tell you to take um fenugreek tea um Mm -hmm. so which you can just buy um regularly and also now now right now um i had my daughter 10 years ago so right mm-hmm. now we are having um lactation um um cookies so mm-hmm. it, it it's coming on progressively so um there and then at that time there were lactation specialists so that's when they were coming up so yeah it was mm-hmm. that was amazing but it um i feel like with for me what happened was that I got into the game very late. Um, so I didn't start um, taking fenugreek tea um, before I gave birth, which mm-hmm. apparently helps. Um, and then after I gave birth, because I gave birth in hospital, and it was a private hospital, and because they want mothers to recover so that when you leave, you are fresh and whatnot. My baby started taking formula before I left hospital, um, which is wrong. <laughs> Instead, they should have been teaching me how to breastfeed. So by the time that it now became, I was going home, that's when now we're starting to do full-time It's Yvonne breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And formula is sweeter than breast milk. Mm. They don't tell you that. But formula is sweeter than breast milk. So my baby was perpetually hungry, was perpetually like she wasn't full. Um, I wasn't happy. My breasts were paining. Um, mm-hmm. And so we went to a lactation specialist and we tried that. It wasn't working. So it got very serious. So when she went for her two-week checkup, the doctor was like, okay, you know what we need to do? She also need to take um, formula as you try and work out breastfeeding. So by that time, by the time we got a, a rhythm going, I was already going back to work. So that then hindered um, her having um, breast milk um, full time, so mm-hmm. that 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 I would say was was a downside, and yeah, I I got over it, but I I feel like it still hurts you when you can't feed your baby exclusively, but I it's it's fine, but I feel like most mothers what they don't know is that you need to start preparing early, need to start getting um know what um how 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 breast milk will come mm-hmm. if it doesn't come what do you do how do you prepare for that eventuality mm-hmm. if it does come then you're good how do you ensure mm-hmm. that even when you go back to work your milk production does not decline mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely i think it's so interesting that you say that they you know gave you formula right off the bat instead of mm-hmm. kind of preparing you for breastfeeding as i've heard that out here too, that they don't, um, a lot of times hospitals don't prepare you for that and they don't, unless you kind of already, you know, know to prepare for it. Yeah. 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 And then when my mom and my aunts um, said in retrospect was for them, it wasn't difficult, you know, them, they lived in a different era. So for them, they assumed that 
it would work for me. But I didn't grow up in their era. So whatever they were doing or whatever they were eating didn't work for me now. So I, I didn't know what to do. So it was afterwards now that we are saying that it's a problem that we're like, okay, fine. Then how can we help? What do we need to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, with like social media, how it is right now, there's so much more support and information around it. It's just, I think it's a different world right now. I think it's, we're constantly evolving and changing. Would you say it is overall common for moms to breastfeed where you're from? Or do you think it's, you say it's a little like half and half, if the doctors aren't really pushing it as much, do you think most moms do formula? No, I I feel like it's more of, your first choice is to breastfeed, um, but because most moms are working moms, um, formula comes into play. Yeah, formula will come into play at some point. So unless you're a stay-at-home mom and you're like you've taken some time off, you've decided I'm taking the first year off and I'm going to just do this and get my baby ready for life. Then yeah, then it works for you, but when you're thinking about work, when you're thinking about, I need to go back to work, I need to find um, a pump that works for me. Sometimes you'll find a pump and it's not necessarily the best one for you. So you move to another brand and then that also doesn't work. And by that time you've already forked in some dollars and you're like, you know what? yeah, let's just do formula. I'm, I'm not about this business, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to eat, you know. And then when I come home from work, we'll do a bonding session and I'll breastfeed. So I would say it, it, it really depends on where you are or what you are doing with your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it. breastfeeding is the best. We want you to breastfeed. But um, sometimes the doctors don't know better or the nurses don't know better. And or also you you're ignorant about what you need to do to get you ready to breastfeed um, exclusively. But I wouldn't say it's impossible because um, since then I've made it <laughs> I've made it my lifelong goal to help um, my cousins to be ready for breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you know, and none, no one in my family has not been able to breastfeed or has had to resort to formula because what I learned um, mm-hmm. later on is now what I pass on. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that it's impossible to breastfeed when working, but mm-hmm. sometimes, I don't know, it just gets hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just gets hard. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah. I love that you used it as then, you know, you took it as upon yourself then to share education and um, help your family. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. With everything going on, things are kind of changing. How will you, and I always put this in quotes because balance is kind of like this unreal word, you know, you just mm-hmm. have to do the best you can. So how will you balance doing, you know, work, school, and then life all at once? Cause everything's kind of, um, kind of changing as we're saying. So what are your best like tips or what are the things you do to help yourself keep balanced? I'd say schedules. Um, there's nothing that works as good as scheduled. So what happens is because I work um, in a different time zone than my daughter leaves. Um, so <laughs> when she gets up um, and shall we have breakfast together, um, they are not starting classes as early on as they, they were before. And they have um, like they have like clubs um, for them to do 
just share other ideas. So they have something like um, Model United Nations. So she's in in that kind of a group. So between after breakfast, that classes, um, I do my household chores, do my life. If I need to go somewhere, I have someone come in and just stay with her. And then she does her classes, goes for a lunch break. Um, by the time she's going for lunch break, I'm back. And then we do lunch together. And then she does her afternoon classes. But when she's doing her afternoon classes, I'm starting to work. So she does her afternoon classes and then goes to play after after that. So we already have a schedule. She knows when she's going to play, I'm starting to work. So we yeah. switch. And then she'll just come back into the house and warm up her food because we've already, I've already cooked dinner and then we say our good nights and then until the next morning. So we we would hang out when she's in session, we would hang out in the morning um, mm. before breakfast. But when she's not in session, we have the whole morning hour to hang out. So, and then when she's in session, we also hang out over the weekend. So our weekends is our ass time. So that's when I can say we, I ensure like, I know what's going on, what's happening with her. We have a lot of support on WhatsApp for parents. So we discuss what's going on in class. Teachers will get give you feedback um, in terms of what is she doing, how is she performing, what's her attention span like. Um, if they're not paying attention, they'll let you know. So I'll know that, okay, this one is a difficult subject. I need to sit in with her um, when she's learning or I need to get her remedial classes just the two of us so yeah so more or less um i'd say for me my work schedule is fine but it's getting her um um used to online learning because Mm -hmm. she wouldn't do online learning except if it was for i don't know like a coding class that should be fine something one off once a week um Mm -hmm. but now it's an everyday she doesn't have friends to talk to um she doesn't have friends to play with she misses her friends um sometimes she doesn't understand what the teacher is saying um by the time they get back to that question she's lost interest in it so it's just ensuring that she keeps her attention span in class that's the most difficult thing with online learning yeah yeah, that's got to be really difficult. I always like to end our interviews with, I call them a fun thinking question. So if you could have one billboard made today where you shared one tip with moms everywhere, what would you have it say? You're the best. Yeah, you're the Aww, best. Okay. I really love you, kid. You're the best. Um, I find that I'll, I'll say something, I, I, may, I may say something harshly to my daughter and feel guilty the whole night and go and apologize to her and she'll tell me, it's okay, mom. I understand. You're upset with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, if she was rude to me. <laughs> I feel like kids kids are so forgiving because they feel they feel your love. They feel that you want the best for them. And so long as you love your kids and you're doing your best for them in whatever capacity that is, they'll always they'll always appreciate you for it. So don't don't ever think that. Um, you should be doing this more, you should be doing that more. Yeah, maybe you should grow, but don't compare yourself to another mom because we're all different. We all have different circumstances, um, different realities. So you're the best at whatever you're doing. Just continue doing your best. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. That's, I like really want to like print that out and put on a billboard for someone. That's awesome. I love it. We'll put dash Yvonne. Um, (laughs) Awesome. I think that was an awesome way to end the interview. Thank you for letting me interview you, Yvonne. It was so cool. Just like hearing about you and what's going on in your life and um, just kind of the differences between like African and uh, like the American culture, I guess. Um, But but we're yeah. in some ways we're kind of going through a lot of the same things right now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to see that as well. Yeah. I'd say the, the only thing that is so different from you guys and us guys is that we, we still do a lot of communal parenting. Um, so when mm-hmm. I have um, my nieces here or my nephews here or just my, my daughter's friends, um, I'll still parent them the same way I'd parent my daughter. And if she was visiting anyone else, they would still parent her the way they would parent their child. So it's, we're not like, um, that's my child. Don't do this. Like, don't do that. Um, we, we go more or less with trust. Um, I trust that I, the people that I, I let my daughter associate with are good people. So I know they wouldn't do anything to hurt my daughter. So we have, we still have a lot of that. I know you guys don't have that, but more or less we're, we're all the same. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Yeah. But thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for coming. Awesome. This was an awesome interview. I can't wait to share it. I just want to say thank you so much to Yvonne to coming on the show and just sharing everything with us. Um, It's so cool to hear about other cultures. As we keep this show going, I would love to expand it and grow it and have people from all over the world on the show. So if you're watching from another country and you're like, I would love to share my story and my culture, email me, Chris at Mommy Knows Best. I would love to have you on the show. And thank you everyone for tuning in and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Oh,